0: Often, like we're talking about skyscrapers, like his is like on the short end of what six, you'd call six, sixteen stories. Oh, is it up to that high? That's pretty tall, man. You're yeah. getting bone. Thank,
1: thank you for that. <laughs> you better, you better move before your property value takes your shit. Oh wait, no, no, sorry, fourteen stories.
0: Oh okay, no, don't worry, you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: are now listening to good, bad, or bullshit.
0: Good batter bullshit listeners Welcome to another edition of our podcast Where we're going to pick a topic at random uh, And then we're going to have an unrehearsed conversation about that topic And then we're going to provide you with a quality review Because here on this show, we're all professional critics uh, That is the three hosts, which one of which is me, Mike Hodgins And the other professional critic on this show is Mr. Crofton Steers Hello, Crofton Hello, Michael And of course... Another, you know, and he's actually the best professional critic is Bo Schwartz because he hosts uh, three shows where he where he's, puts forth critical uh, professional opinion about things.
2: Yeah, I guess maybe I practice a little more than you guys, but I would say that doesn't mean my opinions are actually any good. It's like, it's like if you paid a writer to make a TV show... That doesn't necessarily mean he's good at writing just because he does three shows versus the guy who does one show. Exactly. You know,
1: Hopefully like- you'd want somebody who is good to write your show. Otherwise, you're not very good at hiring people, I guess.
0: Yeah, sort of like most of Hollywood.
1: Yeah, except for the people who make Daredevil. Um,
0: <laughs> I guess we should let is- our listeners on. We've been having an argument about Daredevil pre-show. We're going to leave that in a pass.
1: And move ahead, because
0: we, we, we could bicker about this fanboy I, stuff.
1: I feel like we should have those, I mean, for the diehard gbb you know, they're like, what's going on before the show? They can't just be arriving and starting the show. They might, they want to see what's going on before. It feels like we should, you well, know. We were,
0: we were arguing about something pointless, which we often do on the, on the show. show. So it was just like a warm-up, and sometimes we argue about things that are of relevance to the world, you know like flip-flops so, hey, I heard so, something in so. the news which I found interesting there, there's a study that came up saying that like um, uh, the development of AI is about to make like huge swaths of employment uh, obsolete in the next yeah, like, I, couple of
1: decades I, I saw that too actually Apple's going to be replacing all their workers on iPhones with with robots or something
0: robots but they're saying like all sorts of things all kinds of administrative tasks and, and and you can see the like seeds of that are there now like like complex algorithms are getting um are, are getting so advanced and and the the ability of a computer to process it's just like some jobs like my i don't know if you called my brother-in-law i don't think he listens to this show uh my sister-in-law's husband just became a pharmacist good line of work to go into and i posed the question early on be like but couldn't you just get like a giant vending machine with hooked up to everyone's medical files, that cross links and references all drugs and you go and put your prescription in and it just spits out the drugs. Why wouldn't? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like the type of job that a computer will soon do better than a pharmacist would. Yeah. See, what... What, did, what did he say to that? Oh, I didn't tell him. I told his wife. That seems what like... <laughs> you could do better. <laughs> no he'll still be honestly this is, we're talking tw- a couple decades away he'll be through his career before that's uh before that well gets taken i don't away.
2: know much about what pharmacists do
0: although i know one you go and so say i, I have a prescription from a doctor for this much drug give it to me please and they say here you go don't drink booze right and well then you go home. okay so before you interrupted
2: though i had a question although <laughs> which you're not going to be able to answer so don't try which was what else you do they try. do what else do they do well, what else does a pharmacist do besides fill a prescription?
0: They they have an, a, an intense knowledge of how drugs interact with each other. Like, I'm not claiming they're not experts at what they do. They are. But there but, are thousands upon thousands of drugs, and I think they're supposed to know that it's like, oh, your dosage of this, and you take these three or four other medications for other things, you could have a reaction. Like, and that's a very valuable... Think. sure so my question is
2: why aren't the doc other doctors like taking responsibility <laughs> like,
0: well well doctors doctors like, are the ones with the power to prescribe this and might
2: give you the shit is ambien might give you the shits if you're taking vaxillax <clears throat> um, but i'm just, not gonna ask you if you're taking vaxillax well, i'm gonna doctors. let the pharmacist take care of that no no so, but see the
0: doctors still do most of that screening but pharmacists are like the second level of and they have i think an even more oh, in-depth there, there's, knowledge there's
2: of- a great pejorative word for that called redundant. <laughs> They're a redundancy. Well, it is a
0: bit redundant. But again, all I'm saying is that, is that it's clearly something that you can see a computer system which has yeah. a, a full database of all drugs and known interactions just spitting out your pills and being like,
1: yeah, you're good or no, you're well, not. What about – okay, what if – because doctors aren't supposed to be able to write prescriptions for themselves. What if they start writing prescriptions for themselves? The pharmacist is the barrier to them getting – Getting those drugs, yeah. You know?
0: But I mean, I feel like that there's a there's an easy there's a there, like it could be like barcode on your on your pen pad and linked to you. So when you put it in your thing, it's all like, right. Hey. All
1: right. I, but before getting too deep down this hole, it's too late. Uh, I just <laughs> I just I just want to go back to the 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 robot AI thing. Um, just because Mike, you mentioned, or it might have been both. One of you mentioned in an episode. I, I don't think it was an AI episode. It was more about how the our systems are structured about everybody needing to work or not work, right? And the idea is like people will be in dismay because a bunch of jobs will be taken away, right? So that they won't get paid. These computer things will come in or or, or robots will come in. But ideally, like the idea would be that – and when people are talking about mandatory minimum wage or you get a certain amount of money and all this sort of thing, like ideally – we it's a good thing to be able to replace these jobs by machines and then free up the time of these you know of the uh, these people absolutely. to do essentially whatever they want or create or whatever right
0: you well, well and, and in fact that was like john maynard keynes the like early 20th century economist was predicting we should be at like 15 hour work weeks because of technological advances and you, and i heard that exact thing you were saying about how people are saying this might drive um, the movement towards minimum wa- minimum living wage to all people, regardless of employment, and I'm like, I got my, you know, hopes up that something like that will happen because I think it, it's it would solve a lot of problems in society. But on the other side of it, I was I keep thinking of that. Simps- there's a Simpson episode where Bart goes to like cadet camps, and when they're graduating, the commander's like, "Of course, most of the fighting in the future will be done by advanced military grade robots." but it will be your job to maintain and service those robots. And I'm just like, yeah, we'll just maintain these stupid systems. We get robots to do that. Yeah, speaking of robots, we have sort of one on our show, the Random Topic Generator, and maybe we should get it to give us a topic.
2: All right, well, crank her up, Mike, and we're getting ready to go. It doesn't have an AI, at least as far as we know. Someone someone wrote in once and said they thought it was talking on our show.
0: It time, seemed like there was it acted weird for a while, but um, yeah, sometimes it, I feel like it's watching me. But who knows? We haven't seen anything, and it doesn't it have doesn't eyes. It doesn't have a ears, voice box, or, so maybe it just can't communicate.
2: Uh, you don't hear weird noises at night.
0: Yeah, just sometimes.
2: A... <coughs> Sorry, I asked you a question when you're in the middle of starting the thing. It's kind of rude to me. <laughs> Um, What's it gonna be?
0: What are we gonna get? It's, it's yeah, man, I man. Are we gonna are we gonna get environmental safety? No, we got, and it does seem again apropos to our pre conversation, big data. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what came out. Um,
2: big data, as opposed data. to little data or little data.
0: Well, I think everyone, you know, nowadays we're hearing big data everywhere. You know, Mm -hmm. if you work in the government, everyone's talking about big data, private sector, huge on big data.
1: I tell Gwen to call me big (laughs) data. Oh, wait, I've got I've got a response to this.
0: Uh, uh, (laughs)
1: Appropriate. (laughs)
0: That was a big trombone. So who wants to take a stab at telling us what big data is?
2: Like. This is a term I feel like I've heard before, but I don't. You guys might have hear it more often. I feel like I thought Bo would have known a lot about this, being that he wants to live in the hive mind. But big big da- big data is like very specific, at least in my mind, to no. companies that rec- have big data. So it's, so if you are, for example some sort of organization that keeps records for eighty years and has and is constantly generating data, like the storage and maintenance of this data is you know. Is expensive and needs to be, you know, it needs to be maintained. It's a conser- considerable
1: task.
0: Well, um, okay, so here's an example, and I mean, it just the up. data
1: industry, right? It's what the data industry.
0: Well, if you consider things like, well, it's, it's like Facebook, okay, for example, yeah. big data, but it's beyond that. Like, so they'll say, like, say, Walmart produces like a petabyte of data a year, or, or even more than that, where they're talking like. It's online one million,
1: purchases and stuff like that. One million
0: transactions, like per hour, which are recorded yeah. and stored, and um, and say Facebook being that, like okay, there's like three hundred million pictures uploaded to Facebook, which can be analyzed by algorithms per per day, and there's two point five billion likes of something per day, and all of that is data, which can be... None of it's our podcast. <laughs>
2: well, actually, no, some of it is our podcast. You
0: know what would be funny, though? They'd be like, wow, it's actually impressive how little traffic this one podcast gets in the age of big data. But yeah, so basically, it's just like massive amounts of data, which which people are now using to tell us things about ourselves or about society. So it's mm-hmm. things like people like clicking like on whatever they see on Facebook, might mean nothing, you know, when it's like you and your friends. But like across the billion-plus users or whatever, those likes actually tell you things about behavior patterns, about uh, culture, and about society, and are predictive of things um, that traditional research, like academic research, cannot do. It's like a new field that's only been emerging since like the two thousand, like since two thousand
1: right but the the difference between something like facebook and something like the banking data that that's getting whenever i make a transaction with my interact card or, or or my credit card is that it's essentially voluntary data that i'm providing nobody's saying i have to like something yeah there's incentives sometimes to like like this and then you know you'll be entered in some sort of a junky contest or whatever but for the most part that's information that i'm choosing to provide on oh you know so-and-so's got a photo up oh i'm gonna like that photo whereas there's a lot of this data de- Stuff And the, the stuff that I have kind of more of an issue with are, are the things that are going on outside of my control or even knowledge half the time, right? Little fine prints that are saying, you know, every time you use this or that, you know, we're recording – and this data is being, you know, stockpiled into our our, our central databases. Like Windows and Microsoft has gotten into um, a lot of issues, and and there's also there's also uh, a lot of disclaimers that you have to acknowledge. And I try to make a point of. Of accepting those whenever possible, but at, at the same at the same point, like you know, your information is going somewhere. And if if you're on if you're on a web browser and you go into like incognito mode or something because you're shopping for your wife's birthday present, that's right? why you use incognito the, yeah, that's, mode. That's, that's right. It's that's for why you
2: do it. spouse shopping. For, for buying presents is, for your spouse. Is the only use for incognito There's mode. There's no other use. But really, it's of. kind
1: of a redundant feature. Really, it's not necessary. <laughs> But. And when you when you use it, there's like a disclaimer that says um, that says you know that you're in incognito mode. Technically, you know we're not saving any cookies or whatever, blah blah blah. But your your web provider. Or your employer, if you're using it at work or something like that, or still is still getting all the data related to that sort of stuff. You're not hiding your data. Your data footprint. It's still it's still being in
2: any accounts you're signed into in your web browser, maybe recording your clicks and, and everything
1: else. Like do. Any,
0: apparently even to the point like where things like Facebook, where it'll be like you're scrolling through Facebook, you pause, look at a picture, don't interact with it, continue scrolling. That's a data point because it shows. Something caused your attention to blip for a bit, like that's the level, of the granular level of everything that's recorded. And I mean, it's kind of scary. And then again, you, you know, while well, you were talking about things that, like, you can choose to interact, but when you're on the web, you're doing things just, and it's kind of being recorded. No one's like watching. It's not like NSA. I don't, you know, it's just it's just da- masses amounts of data. And yeah. things like... We're not about,
2: talking it, about spying on individuals through no, it's not. With like, computers, I mean, it's, we're talking about the information you generate by simply using any device that is internet connected.
0: Yeah, it's just information. And not even internet connected. Like, to be like, every time you purchase anything on plastic, someone, that data is going somewhere guaranteed. Through the internet. Your credit card, your debit. <laughs> it's through the internet. Is, yeah, well, <laughs> That's well, yeah, all well, through the internet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, uh, you know, even if that was just your credit card company holding it. it you know that it's like all of that being that now there's this mass web i guess to do if you guys agree with the base summation there's just this web mm-hmm. of of actions that we all do which lead to this massive amount of data and again petabytes i i read that and i was like what i didn't even heard i was all like oh terabytes are the new like big thing but it was like petabytes and i don't even know what that is but saying that we're in the petabyte era already. So, well, someone wants... yeah,
2: I don't know what petabytes is, but like there's a ton, a ginormous pile of information generated per day. Well, I, oh, like, yeah. I, so we I heard... talked about landfills. Like I know that I wonder how much they can compress. There's a lot of server farms. There are a lot of places where this information gets stored around the world well, and, and it and takes electricity to keep them powered and cooled.
0: So, but it's getting better the storage and stuff like that but, but i mean beyond that it's also the creation of um of data is is because of all these social platforms and what and there were uh, this thing i read was like it's a 90 percent of all data of any kind uh that exists on earth was created in the last two years and 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 that seems like kind of mind-boggling uh Th- that is recorded. Anyway. So,
2: so it kind of cuts both ways because there's so much data that, I mean, it can only be used in the aggregate, right? Like yeah. we can't well, really be that worried that this data. I guess if someone does a specific referential search for
0: a person and their habits, it could come to light, but, but I don't see, I don't even think, I think the, the, the scary bit about it isn't stuff like that. Like people tend to always, it's not about personal privacy. I don't think. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. And, and i am always the one to not care too much about that. To be like, yeah, what? Are the, it's too broad. There's nobody. Well, way you to do control. care because you don't have your child's photos that much online. If yeah, at yeah. All. And I don't put my so, kids' photos on yeah. there, but like, it, for sure, there's already data about stuff that my purchases around baby stuff, and I'm sure my YouTube views of Sesame Street content are <laughs> like, you know, like it's true. That stuff, it's all there, yeah. and uh, and like that's big data again. But I, I think that the, the parts that is, it's either it's either really interesting and a huge a huge possibility, uh, or really terrifying, uh, is around things like nudge politics. Like, are you guys familiar with this, um, this sort of field of, of kind of human, uh, human behavior and psychology where essentially like data, you, that you can put out messages and influence, uh, people's views on things by knowing what will trigger them to do so. Uh, and, and and I think that the the, the, the the scary thing being that it used to be you could go out and say a message, people hear it and they're like, oh, okay, sure. But now that could be backed up by, you know, trillion bytes of data, where someone where you might have a computer algorithm tell you something like, oh, you were going to say this, but really you should say this because our data shows that that's going to change more people's mind than X. And again, I'm it's not even like I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, but it's a possibility but, there's too much there's so much data that that the that there's you know like human level of research and it's just unmatched
1: but there's there's so much data but there isn't necessarily enough uh, people going through the data or even in computers or, for that matter to necessarily concretely use it to micro target people at a ridiculous level so that because that's what that, that my biggest fear. So my biggest fear is is essentially, or, or with regards to data, would be that that really, I've left such an an electronic footprint that if if somebody just you know who had access to all this data decided I'm going to target Croft and Sears in particular, and went through all of this, they could they could learn an awful lot and do a lo- lot of things, but. But the people who are using the data for profit, the companies that are sending you, pu- putting ads on Facebook saying you may like this or blah 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 based on the other stuff you've looked at, Netflix suggest suggesting shows for you based on previous shows you've watched. Uh, I find that I find that that stuff is is um, uh, not necessarily very scary because nobody gives a shit about me personally and nobody is able to manage about manage all that data to really like to really pick on individuals even the government the only time they'd be using it is in the case of like um you know crime and that once we're at the point though where like all this data is available we know it's available once the capability to like harness it and really cripplingly target individuals it, it, in, in millions and millions of individuals, once they have the capacity to do that, that's when life gets really scary. Well, see, uh, for me, but,
0: but but I would almost take the opposite view of that, and I'll say uh, I'll give a, a hypothetical a what if kind of scenario as Crofton likes to do. I'll, I'll throw one out. Um, so <clears throat> yes, and yes, that is scary. The whole the micro targeting thing is scary, and yes, there's no individual who's going through this stuff. There's just too much of it. It's all algorithmic or whatever. But say, for example, okay, now you've got big data, you've got, you know, the majority of people in North America, say the U.S., on the internet, doing what they do, looking at pictures, it's all tracked. And then maybe you, you develop an algorithm saying, like, um, what are the type of emotional triggers that get reactions from Americans? And then, and, then, and then the algorithm goes through the data and says, you know what? Americans are actually fairly racist. Uh, very fear based and that maybe what you want to do is go for a demagogue type approach and really focus in on fear of the other and isolationist thinking and maybe like i'm not saying donald trump is smart enough to have harnessed big data but some people say he puts on a show and it, like that's what i'm saying is a scary bit you well, might have like he might like, be he might be go, it might be pro- my- it might
2: be proxy it's not him looking right, at it yes, it's it his would, handlers it would,
0: It would be by proxy. You'd hire some big data analysis algorithm generating thing saying, how can I win the presidency? And they say, you know what? We've looked at Americans and they're like this and they're not the way that people like to, you know, how politics talks. They're actually people that are triggered by fear that don't like the other, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that if your path to victory is to trigger those people by, by really going after their fears, by speaking to their base sentiments and all that. Hmm. It's just, like, that's, to me, much more terrifying than some uh, company saying, like, hey, Mike Hodgins, I hear you like Sesame Street videos, and uh, we're going to tell everyone about it. I'd be like, I don't really care.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, All right, we're going to take a little...
1: Yeah, so what I was saying, though, was more about... Um, I, you know, I, I understand. Like the business targeting thing isn't scary. I was saying, if somebody was literally trying to get in my mind and be like, you know, they if they had all access to my data, they could do you know vicious things to me. Like if I was hacked and that sort of thing. That's what would. I mean, that's scary on on a personal basis. You're talking about the macro level, a politician getting elected, and that that's scary too. Just. Changing tact in terms of like what are the benefits of these things because, like, we're in a world where we're not going to get away from this. And um, as the internet becomes more and more ubiquitous, like, data is going to be more and more readily available. We're seeing it now, there's no way to really turn it off. The beast is being unleashed. So, we've talked about a couple of things already. We talked about, you know, stuff is as simple as autofill. Or, or, or recommendations for things in, on, on Netflix. Also, like, I like being able to figure out things. Like, if I search the top most viewed shows on Netflix and I see ne- they've released data and they're, they're stingy with their data and it's like, oh, yeah, Daredevil is one of the most top-watched shows on Netflix and has some of the highest reviews. Like, it's neat that I can access that data immediately um, And and I can do that with anything. And a lot of these websites now manage data. There's that, the list of all the top most viewed websites. Like in in a way, you can access more and more data as an individual than you were before. And we look at wiki what happened with WikiLeaks, and that um, there's still a lot a lot of stuff is being. Being held back, and I think you 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 hear this this open data movement, and I wonder if like the concern surrounding a lot of this data would be lessened if it, all data was open in this way. Like, would that make things better? or Would that make things worse?
0: I mean, well, go ahead, Bill. Well,
2: because it's kind. Of, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to hijack it too much, but it's just it's so weird how conflicted I feel about this conversation because because I'm a, I like computers. And, you know, I know science likes its numbers, like mathematically there are, we can use numbers in the aggregate to make, to to posit like actual facts about us that we might not otherwise see because we are so biased in the moment. Like sometimes you feel like, and here's an exact, I've played lots of poker, we have an episode on gambling, so if you want to check that out, you can go find us arguing about it. But a common thing for gamblers is that they feel like they're winning players because you know they had a high moment where they want they win or they often feel like they're doing well but then if you look take the hard look at the reality of the situation is that they're losing players they're losing money they're also not working jobs maybe so that they're losing in the long run like the full analysis gets missed based on how you feel about things and your personal sort of experience and big data can be used to learn things about humanity and improve our life With this information. But there's the like sensitive artist side to me. That says you can't hold me in a box. Like you know you can't explain things to me. That come from my soul. With these numbers. And my sense with big data is that. Is that if we become too reliant. Like Mikey were saying earlier. About determining what's in the hearts and souls of people. That information can't. I don't think should or can't come from numbers in the aggregate. I think that is incredibly not human and I think everyone knows it because of how how generally skeptic we are about politics and that whole game of it, which almost seems it's like it's a different country or a two class system where you have the people who are living the experience of you know, these democratic countries that we're part of, and the people who are campaigning to define it and to make make
0: decisions about it you know am i making sense here well i see but I, well your major point around like they being conflicted like i totally get and i'll be okay your first point around uh and Cro- and crofton's question about like what what are the positive outcomes of those and i think that those are undeniably and potentially hugely positive so if you look at you know and if you believe in science or the idea of science which is essentially collecting data right and trying to use that data to understand to understand the world or better understand the world. It, you could only look at big data and saying this is gonna change science and change your understanding of everything. Especially things like sociology and anthropology or ethnography, things like that, which are human behavioral things. Which before, you know, you know, if you ever criticize things like uh an academic study to be like people behave like this and then you look at the study and say okay this was a lab study with 50 people and you're like okay 50 people come on study you know you got to have at least 2000 in there and and i mean most like polling data or stuff like that if it's not at least 2000 people you know you you're not taking that study very seriously in being that like where did you get these people what are their inherent biases or whatever And and even with a big study, a big academic study where maybe they have thirty thousand participants, they follow them over X number of years. How can that match something like six billion people of a of a level of um, of data drawn from a, a base of that size? It's just it eliminates the margin of error for 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 kind of understanding human behavior. And I mean, some people would say. But like, and to your next point, Bo, about like that's not that doesn't define uh, who I am, or, or or how can that you know get at the soul of what it is to be human and all that kind of stuff. But I, but I would say, and it's it's funny because this is sort of reminiscent in vague way of our stereotypes <laughs> episode or some sure. topics about that, where it's all about generalities, right? Like the individual's never going to fit into all things, but statistically, you might be like, but you know, 80% of people are like this on this, on this topic, et cetera. And it could just go on from there. And you as the individual are never going to fit into any one of these boxes, but to understand culture or society, I feel like big data is going to allow us to do that in a way that we've never been able to do before. And there are potentially hugely positive outcomes uh, to that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Do we have any examples that exist now? You think? You think somehow Uber came about because of an analysis? Well, Uber's not necessarily a good thing. Well, you know, but a good thing. But it definitely is a better mousetrap and a system that is, in a way, sort of crowdsourced and decentralized. So you'd have to wonder, like, if there was information about the current system, like that this thing grew out of identifying a need. And just because it's so technologically oriented, the service itself is a website. It, they're not providing the cars or the, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very, it well, seems very much like born out of uh, an analysis.
0: I uh, mean, I'm just going to like uh, s- speculate around about a posit Cause I mean, I don't know this to be true, but if you think about things like um, smartphones, we all walk around with a smartphone, which has, you know, geolocation of some kind on it. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, so just assume that, you know, some mindless thing is tracks where everyone goes, not for nefarious reasons, not for anything like that. But maybe that data is used for something like a city, and we've been doing a lot of urban planning talk of late, so maybe we'll just bring it back <laughs> to that. Say a city it's looking to plan transit routes, and then you say, like, well, look at all this data that we have around people's actual movements based on them walking around, them driving in their cars with their smartphones, and we can see here are some... Here are some key flows. Maybe we should alter our transit routes to accommodate that. I, you know, That was just a big speculation. But just even minute stuff like that where you might be able to use big data in some form to just do slight tweaks that will improve quality of life and things like that.
1: Well, I'll give you an example from the professional sports world. It, it, that, that Brad Pitt movie Moneyball a few years ago was based on an actual theory of – based in, in sports analytics, which is becoming increasingly prevalent in hockey, my chosen sport. The youngest yeah. general manager in hockey history was just hired this year. He's 25, which is younger than most of the players on the team. And um, one of the reasons he was hired was in, in, his expertise in big data and sports analytics in particular. And And, and teams are seeing concrete results of, of, of looking at uh, – uh, the data and and how it how it uh, can lead to improvements in play areas to address amount of time each player is on the ice you know performance decrease per additional second like everything is looked at and some people would argue oh you know it takes the magic it takes the wonder out of the game it it becomes like it, more scientific in many ways and less artful if, if 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 you could describe it as such but there's a benefit. There's there's, and it's the same with like city planning, as Mike said. Um, you know, you see these paths in the city. I'm on the bike trail often, and sometimes the bike trail will do this weird, weird curve, and and you'll see that people will just go off the trail onto the dirt, and they leave a big mark markation mark in the dirt. Nobody's taking the path because it went out of the way and over time city planners might be like well you know what everybody's getting off the path there they're this is clearly uh poorly set up it's a visual representation of data <laughs> yeah, essentially dirt data yeah dirt data yeah and <laughs> and and uh, and so to reinforce mike's example from earlier for urban planning it serves you know tremendous purpose but it also serves like for, in, in terms of design of a website Like you have people that are looking for stuff on your site. The government, which I work for, of our country, is constantly looking – to to how can they get people where they want to be on their site or to the information they need to find, the information we want them to find as all sorts of websites do. And so the data allows you to to pinpoint these things and spot these trends and push people in those directions. So I mean, the more that you can do that, the more beneficial it is. And those are the benefits I, I see coming from from data. It's and, and I see a lot of them, like really the day-to-day implications that all this, the, the existing of all this data has on my life tend to be of the positive nature. What bothers me more is sort of like the you know the the creeping, feeling of loss of privacy, the idea that they could build a prototype Crofton in the lab based off all the data that they have on me if they actually <laughs> wanted to. Don't you worry. Know. No, no one's going to do that. And be like, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I know. Until, until one day when I become super famous through podcasting and they want to launch their own successful show and have to determine what made me such a success, or able to dig into it. And It'll be interesting to see... Uh, because there are privacy restrictions around a lot of this data. When, when um, you know, you hear about like presidential uh, information, like Nixon's Watergate stuff, was just made public. Mm-hmm. Was it last year or the year before? Like the information is is locked for a certain period of time before it's made public but some of our some of the celebrities of this era and all this you'll be able to look back and when their data is all freed up like years and years from now you'll be able to learn everything about Justin Bieber it won't be like what i wonder how, what well, Abraham Lincoln speaking, liked to surf on the internet speak, now you'll know you know
2: speaking of big data though i think tw- i think Justin Bieber has his own twitter server just to handle his activity on twitter because he has an insane amount of followers I don't know Know if that's still current i'm sure it is <laughs> but think about all the data as a potential wanting to open an online store for teenage girls or teenage boys and girls let's say of, of that a particular age group all the data there about their shopping like that would be a place to start would be to do a keyword search for the things they tweet and see what they dig the most. Maybe I mean, who knows? It's... I
0: do. I do find it kind of interesting how how Croft and I have kind of different fe- different kind of centers of fear around this stuff, and I think both are potentially le- like well, both are I think legitimate uh, in the like the invasion of personal privacy through this fact that you basically can't live in society without creating data through your actions, you know, and that those could in theory be. Studied and whatever, and and that stuff doesn't really bug me personally that much. I, again, it's me. It's always it's it's the other way that that, that scares me. Yeah. Um,
1: that the macro level of like everybody being influenced in such a way to you know then well, elect to, or to create or be, propaganda. It's just like well,
0: yeah, it, well, exactly.
1: That's it, but without thinking it's
2: propaganda because you're like, well, the people like it, <laughs> you know, so, like
0: well, that's it. Or 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 like or like find ways to understand trends or how people react or act and use that to your advantage. And and with like so many things, um, it's all like what's your intent, you know? And like the current gun debate, uh, if you have a gun, you may never shoot anyone with it or you may shoot 50 people in a club, right? It's like look, who's using the tool? is 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 often like a big argument and that kind of thing and I think it's a legitimate one there's it's more complex than that of course and it's the same with i think with the big data to be like if you're like okay the 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 problem of our time is climate change how can we use big data to to help us solve this insurmountable problem there might be some real answers in there that we would not be able to get without it about how can we sway human behavior where away from consumption or whatever it is i don't even know but that's a possibility or again if it's someone who's like i want to be in charge i want to be powerful how can i use data to influence people for my personal benefit and you know, like so many things, I would be like the wealthy are at an are at an advantage in the the world of big data in the sense that if you could be like hire a company to write algorithms to give you the information you need, obviously someone with no means cannot access or cannot participate
1: in such a world. Yeah. If if you look at it on two side, uh, there are two sides to it. I think one is information, and that's like. Do you believe that more information is a good thing or is it best to have less information? Because that's what data is. It's information. So do, is having more information good or more information bad? On the other side of that coin, you have access to information. Who has access to the information? What do they do with that information and so forth? So that – and I think that that's inherently where our conflict – uh lies because i think i think not one of the three of us and i could be wrong would say that having information is bad or or the more information we have for the improvement of the human race and that sort of thing it's a good thing but it's not everybody who gets that information it's not distributed evenly it's not like there's a giant data database ironically um and uh, it's it, it's corporations that have it often, big big uh, computer uh, software companies. It's it's banks. It's uh, it's governments. Uh, and and uh, that's where it gets like that's where it gets more nebulous, and that's where it gets scary. And and uh, and and I I get you know and Mike and I are concerns. It's funny because I I got a, my first cell phone was an iPhone. So I had I had not gotten a phone a cell phone my entire life where everybody else had cell phones forever and I wanted the iPhone cuz it's like a portable computer in your hand it's ironic because it the reason I hadn't gotten a cell phone is I didn't like the idea of people getting a hold of me or of my information being out there or and if I ever went on the run from the law I wanted to be able to uh, <laughs> easily do that and it's the same reason I don't get a tattoo or one of them but but, but you're the so um, popular but, and amazing,
2: why, why would you ever be on a run from the law?
1: I don't know, but I wanted to be prepped that Harrison oh. Ford movie, The Fugitive, really lasted, left an impression. He wasn't <laughs> guilty, but he had to be on the run. Um, so, so you don't believe I, in the criminal justice system, Crofton? <laughs> I,
2: <don't> believe, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta but, say, it was a good answer. The Harrison Ford thing really sort of threw me. It
1: was good. The one armed man, oh, sure, a one armed man, sure, Crofton, a one armed man. Uh, but <laughs> I got. I got the, um, the the phone, and I've had a smartphone since, and like uh, have left, you know, a huge uh, footprint. But I, that that fear, that individual fear that data is going to be used against me personally, is clearly something that's deep ingrained and something that I've had for a long time. And it's funny because it's a very individualist fear, whereas Mike's fear is more of a fear for the collective, uh, and is and is is probably when you think about it a more dangerous fear to more people where i'm just like i hope they don't fuck me with the data <laughs> just like if they can brainwash the masses that's okay but don't screw me that's sort of where i'm coming from but, but just which isn't about- necessarily healthy you know
0: no it's not but you know crofton like my wife says this for so many things it's not an either or probably in 30 years they'll find a way to fuck society and you personally <laughs> <laughs> they'll have gotten to that level of granularity like we can sway public opinion any way we choose i don't know who they is Whoever has access to the data has used the
2: machines. The, the Illuminati, the secret Illuminati. Of
1: well,
0: the you world. know, it's funny. I always say, like, it's like we're just building the mechanisms for AI to take it's over. It's
1: true. And, and I was the one that said that AI was either bad or bullshit. But you well, guys, so, Crofton, like, no, Crofton, we love AI. We welcome our robot overlords. Crofton well,
2: will be it. comforted with the with the knowledge, no matter how shitty the future is, with the fact that he
0: was right over us. Well, <laughs> no, but it, it's not even. I said for AI to take over. I didn't say whether that was good or bad and i still think my my verdict on the ai was it was it sci-fi always thinks oh it's going to be evil we don't know but here's the thing about humanity we know there's a lot of assholes around in humanity we know that that's a known fact so and and if those people uh have the means and donald trump to get at some of this stuff use it for the personal benefit they will that's a known ai we don't know. Maybe this overlord would be better than a Donald Trump overlord, and uh, I mean, if you you, you know, I just it's unknown. The point is, those mechanisms are there, and it is scary. This whole subject has been a, kind of a can of worms for me. I still don't know where we're going to land on verdicts. Do you guys have more you want to discuss, or should we? No, be I feel to this? pretty
2: uneducated about it. For computer, like, I think
0: everyone is. It's like the it, wild west,
2: man. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, the other okay. One little point, although I can tie it really into verdicts, is that big data is also used in the financial world to make people money. You heard of these penny trading crap? Oh, of course. that that's been around for a like long. it's almost worthy of its own show. Or I don't know if we've ever talked about the stock market as a good, bad, or bullshit thing. That would be a good one as well, I think. Um, but they're essentially manipulating data, and a lot of it to find to make determinations about it's clearly AI. Some of it is actually, you know, using computer algorithms well, to make it's, determinations yeah, it's all about algorithm. value and in the long run, make money through positive
0: trades. So, And I guess that's just maybe my last and, and other kind of fear around this stuff. Aside from the way that all this big data be used and Bo, you talked about like the kind of human, like where does, what is the essence of being human and how does it fit into this? And, and I guess the other thing about that is just being like, we, a, a human or even a group of, humans do, does not have the capacity to deal with something like 20 terabytes of data around something. Like imagine your Excel spreadsheet you'd be trying to make there as a human on your computer, like, Oh, I'll just get column A here. People who have liked this type of picture and I'll just go through it and look at it. You, we can't, we're, we, we can't even deal with it. We need a computer or an algorithm to process the stuff. We're, we're inequipped. To do it, and that's very scary to be like we're in an era of the information to be like we have no way we have no way to deal with it like you could spend your whole life looking through
1: you know but that's actually what in 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 that was echoes sort of the point I was raising earlier about capacity, but that's actually what gives me peace of mind is, is the idea that there's tons of data out there crazy amount but there's nowhere near the capacity even with existing algorithms to properly sift through yeah. it to use it you know the you know what, who's who's would, the, no, wait, oh, wait it's, it's my turn i know yeah. i
2: am that's why I you keep know them away. who would have the capacity to read all that is data
0: from star trek the the ai he's an android yo
2: yo he's an android he's an he's artificial an life form
1: <laughs> he's clearly an artificial intelligence and you know, you know who else who else is ai lore yeah right yeah that's who would take over how, how yeah okay yeah and before
2: we get deep but not noone and their father who is a man noone and
0: doesn't sound like a white guy but he do
2: All right, it's verdict time and i know this conversation about big data has been riveting so mike you're gonna go first because you're gonna to have to do the outro stuff. why are you forcing me to go first i'll go first okay, okay Crawford Crawford first.
1: big data is bullshit wow and uh I say that based on the fact that uh, some of it is irrational fear, some of it is proven fear based on things that Edward Snowden or Julian Assange have proven uh, already. But um, I, I just think there's a again getting back to my analogy, more information is good. I think that's for sure true. Uh, it, it's it's just who's controlling it and what they're doing with it. And uh, I mean, I see no ideal way for that information to be controlled, and that's always going to be an issue. But you put all that together, like I like some of the services big data have led to. I li- like quality of life improvements big data has led to. Um, but but I just at the same time I have I have concerns and and mix it all in a blender, and what do you get? You get some bullshit. Mm, okay.
0: You okay. Go next, Mike. Yeah, okay. go wants to go last. Okay, maybe crofton you might you might have helped me, um, come to. It. Okay, this whole topic, my head had been like, we've been talking about this. I'm, like, I've been like, we've been talking about it, and my head's been like, bad. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. And then we talk about it again. I'm like, no, good. There's, it's no, it's gotta be good. There's like, good. And then I'm like, no, bad, 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 bad. Like, <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh no, it's good. I've had a real hard time with this one, and and. And I'm still struggling at this moment because I feel like also, you know, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, things like – I kind of like a simpler way of life. I like to think about – you know, I like to – I still think we're plugged in a little too much. I think we're losing a lot of what it meant to be human and human sort of scale interactions and stuff. And that's kind of like my, my gut leads me to want to just say this is bad and it's probably not going to help us. But I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to have to land on on bullshit. And uh, and, and Croft is the one that brought me back up because I really think the point is of like more information really gives us the capacity to, to really potentially solve a lot of problems that we might not – like more information. Like I would never be like, oh, yeah, we should all have less information. It's a really solid point. And I was just like, damn it. So – it's such a split thing, it could be used, it's such a powerful tool, could be used terribly, could be used for super good, and that's why, I mean, I feel like it's a total cop-out, but I landed on bullshit too, so, following your lead, Crofton. Alright, well, good verdicts, you guys. As everyone here probably knows,
2: I'm a big fan of the internet. Uh, thanks to the internet, we're doing the show, and you're able to watch it? You need to, you need to be like, wow, internet is like the Jesus of the future. Except if it was an inanimate object that connected millions of people all around the world. My analogy makes no sense. But it's an awesome place. And I think like both Crofton and Mike brought up good points about being scared of big data but recognizing its benefits. But I just don't think you can have great bandwidth internet without having mechanisms to record it. Like I think you can decide to not do it. We could collectively, the millions of us, as if it were possible... Decide not to do record this data and use that information to gain an edge in the world. But this has always been true of the world. It's just never on this scale. Like we've never consumed food on the scale that we do. Or fill landfills on the scale that we do. This is another one of these problems of scale uh, things that we have. But you know what? The internet's kind of cool. I feel like the benefits of what we learn outweigh the negatives And at the same time, it's like blaming the gun for being a dick when the guy's being a dick. doesn't mean we shouldn't regulate it or think critically about big data and how we handle it. But overall, I think big data, pretty cool. It's good. And I hope we figure out how to create a hive mind using big data. Because let me tell you, people's souls and personalities that you have all in that matrix of a brain that you have, they need to be able to mesh together. And I think... That's going to be the penultimate use of the hive mind and of big data. I so I got to be pro big
0: data. I think if I'm I can't pro wait till mind. we sometime talk about hive mind, because there's so much you've not
1: clearly thought out
0: about
1: it. It's <laughs> I I, not this episode. So let's not go know. down that well. It does make sense, though, that he would say that it is good based on the hive mind, because honestly, if he was against it, then he'd yeah, be against Captain the hive mind. Not
0: like the hive mind, and he likes it. I still think he should think about it sometime. But we'll get to that. Anyways, we would love to hear what you have to say, listener and or AI Overlord who may be listening <laughs> through big data points. Uh, the best way to get in touch with us would be to start by going to our website, where you can find um, all of our contact info, including our email, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, you can also listen to any of our um, shows on the website. You can also send us a tweet uh, on the Twitter, at GoodBadBull. You can like us on Facebook and links to that on the website. And please subscribe to the show. I mean, if you're listening, maybe you already did. So We're on Google Play, uh, iTunes, uh, yeah, and, and on our website. And I'd just like to give a quick shout-out to our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate the support. little goes a long way. In keeping the Keeping the show going. And uh, so I guess for us personally, though, you know, once the hive mind comes around, there'll be no need for things like individual Twitter accounts. But there currently are. So, uh, guys, if someone wants to follow you, say Bo, where would
2: they get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me at Bo Schwartz. And I'd just like to highlight this week, real quickly, do a Heroes of the Storm podcast. And we did a Jeopardy challenge on it, which was pretty funny. So to uh, check that out, latest episode.
1: And Crofton, what about you? Where can people find you? People can come find my data at Crofton Steers on Twitter,
0: and uh, you could follow me at ML Hodgins if you were to choose to do so. One other but, uh, quick little mention. Another, so. One other quick
2: little mention before we get out. Crofton and I will be recording an episode of Exm Podcast covering all of the E three goodness that has come out of it. It's just wrapped it's up. True. So if it just you are a listener. And you are an an E3, a video game fan, an EXM fan. There's a big honking episode uh, coming to you guys shortly.
0: So be on the lookout for that. Man, I still don't know what I think about Big Data.
1: Um, Well, then they have you where they want
0: you. Well, no, I think more so than that, I need an algorithm to tell me what I think about it. They're like, well, based on your behavior on the internet, we know that this is actually where you land. Your verdict should have been bad. And I'm like, okay, thanks, Big Data. It probably could yeah. help
1: helped me come to a verdict. <laughs> it is funny, though, because you were talking about how, like, your gut as as sort of, you know, somebody who likes like the good old days, uh, you know. It's one... funny.
0: I'm not a conservative in any way. That's why, like, I'm not, like, for traditional living. I've never, that stuff doesn't draw me. I just like things like being disconnected sometimes and going into the woods and camping and just not being connected to technology.
1: Isn't that kind of traditional living? I don't living? think so.
0: I think that's more like, you know, you don't you're bigoted and stuff (laughs) 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 marriage is between a man and a woman that's like traditional bullshit
1: i don't know we'll have to check big data maybe it's not yeah Yeah. Yeah. 72 percent says man and a woman two percent says man and his turtle i
0: liked it off I, i pulled like out of my ass that idea about trump using it and then as i was saying it, i'm like oh my god it's true <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like I was building a conspiracy theory in my mind that I believed instantly I'm like, oh, my, oh it's, that's exactly it. it's all a big show he's not really that obnoxious he just knows that Americans are and that's how he can win
1: meanwhile in Trump HQ uh, Mr. Trump sir our data points are going crazy we have just uh, received confirmation that a podcast based in Canada is discovered your use of data and it, Trump's like oh crap Got no, but he, them no down. because
0: his real voice would be like oh really because he's got like a british accent of course he's like hey, well we'll have to put a stop to this what does the big guy to say they're like go make another speech he's like these people in canada we're gonna build a wall we're gonna come in there and bomb them and then you know then then they will and he will get elected and americans will be like yeah let's go buy more ar-15s or whatever did you hear that after the, the this shooting in orlando AR 15 sold off the shelves like across the country. Oh my god, are those the guns that the gun yes, that used? It's fucking sick. Sometimes, I'm like,
1: the US is so screwed up. Why the did they buy the why? Why would they sell? Why? I don't get it because <laughs> they thought, oh, they thought that they were going to be banned. Is that yes? It?
0: That's one of the reasons people are like, oh boy. Another shooter. We better go get our sweet guns before they ban them. And the other reason, which is equally stupid, is, oh, there's shooters out there. I need me a gun to shoot back because that's how you stop a guy with a gun.
1: As long as the reasoning wasn't, oh, my God, that gun was really effective. Look at how many people he killed. Well, well
2: you know, you know, who knows? Big Data knows. Big Data Data. (laughs) knows.